You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on your weekend, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Just uh, thank you for taking some time out. Guys, I am so pumped for training camp. I am so pumped to see uh, what these young guys are going to bring to the table. Uh, a lot of names that, you know, I think are, are going to be worth mentioning, you know. Um, obviously, you have Deontay Hardy. We've been speaking about him a bunch. A speedy guy. Someone that really fits that role a little bit more dynamically. Maybe. We'll see. Then uh, Isaiah McKenzie did for this offense. Uh, the question's going to be, you know, all about that chemistry. You know, our boy from Miami that got here, too. We'll see what he can bring to the table. Apparently, Josh Allen and Trent have been getting a lot of work in. Um, Gabe Davis is super excited for this season. I, I, I have been on the record multiple times on saying that I want to give him time. I want him to develop. But I just do not know with how crowded and... I guess how much they're prioritizing trying to develop the talent in this wide receiver room. Are they going to commit to Gabe Davis long term? You're seeing, you're starting to see the report, the report starting to swirl. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley comes out, and you know the Bills do have that rapport with Brian Dable and Joe Sheen in the front office of the New York Giants. You do have to wonder: is is there a possible move there with Gabe Davis? I've said it, and I know it ruffled some feathers, and some people actually kind of felt like maybe it was the right, it would be the right move to trade Gabe Davis for Saquon Barkley after he went on a podcast, and, uh, no, he just spoke his mind. I don't think he went on some crazy rant. I don't think he, you know, just got on there and decided to berate uh, the Giants. I think they ought, in my opinion, I think they offered him a hell of a deal. Uh, if there are maybe some incentives that, uh, go into that that maybe he's afraid of as far as you know I think what a lot of players are afraid of is obviously that injury clause right um you're injured your your contract is almost basically void and teams have to protect themselves and I think that's the issue with a lot of these running backs I think a lot of these running backs go into this situation of obviously their rookie deal and then they're worried about getting franchise tagged and all of that but I I, I think that the conversation has to be the longevity of running backs. If I am a running back going into the NFL out of the draft, I'll be honest with you. I don't want more than a two to three year deal anymore. I don't want a rookie four year, five year deal and then you can just, you know, play with me all, you know, with my with my money, with my franch you know, franchise tagging me and picking up the player option. Like I don't I, none of that. It, it, look, if I'm sitting in, in the seat of, of a running back, I'm saying to myself, well I know what I'm worth. I know what I can do. I know I can get chances on another team. Obviously, staying employed is 
what it's all about. But if you're a phenom, a first round pick, you know, kind of like what happened with Ezekiel Elliott and what happened with Saquon Barkley. Uh, well, what's happening with Saquon Barkley right now? I mean, they're, they're wanting to be prioritized in a league that is evolving. And they're demanding running backs to basically be able to become slot receivers, you know, out of the backfield. I think Kansas City has really revolutionized this game probably for the next 50 years. Who knows what's next? It's just running backs are a dying breed. And you wonder, right, um, what is going to happen with that team. And it could shake up. It could shake up a lot. If you really think about the absolute uh, just polarizing talent that, you know, Saquon possesses, you definitely don't want to go against him in your division, right? I would preferably go love to go against, not love, I would preferably like to go against Cook, right? Um, Dalvin Cook rather than Saquon Barkley. If, if let's say the Jets or the Miami wants to sign him or even New England, I do not want to face Saquon Barkley in my division. Get him the hell away from us. Get, it, the, the tough part is there's so much competition for this AFC's title that you, you, you beg to wonder, you know, what, what would Saquon want? Let's say they sit down and they start talking. I know I'm talking about Saquon here, but I, it's, a, it's a topic of interest that, um, you know, I, before I get into what we're going to be talking about today, it just, it, I can't get away from it. It's, it's so hard not to, you know, at least mention a couple of things. It, it, it would be interesting to see what their asking price would be. What if the report comes out, they would just like a third round pick and a player. You may want to entertain that if you're not willing to commit to a guy long term, right? So this is a very interesting situation for Saquon. Um, now going on to the bills here, you know, I've had this, uh, little bit of a, of, of a debate with myself here. Um, so, you know, basically I, I posed the question today, who is the bills real MVP, right? I, I, I'm talking about Diggs, Allen, Poyer, Milano. Let's start from the bottom of the list, right? With Matt Milano here. Um, cause when you really look at this team, obviously the bills were not relevant until, a quarterback emerged from, you know, Wyoming and Josh Allen. And you start to really think about this team as a whole, though, right? Milano is a guy that pops off the screen, I think, more than any linebacker we have seen since, I would say, Takeo Spikes or London Fletcher. I really do believe that he is one of those guys that probably, if, if he was on a Bills team, before Allen was here, would just have gone somewhere else and became an absolute monster. And because he would maybe be in a bigger city, bigger market, whatever, would just be borderline called the Italian Ray Lewis. I mean, he, aside from being able to really take off anyone's head, you've seen the way he hits people. You've seen the way he goes sideline to sideline. He is a monster. Um, and he is finally getting the recognition he deserves. Biggest thing was... Seeing Tremaine Edmonds, um, I, I would honestly say get beat out by Matt Milano. I, I don't know how else to really put that. I think when you really look at the tape, like they had to make a business decision based off of what they believe their defense can thrive off of. Milano or Tremaine's play, if they bring in a guy and try to develop beside either of them, and, and Milano was that. If it was all about Tremaine, I would have seen Milano 
traded for a second round pick and whatever else, but he stayed. Um, I'm super thankful for that. I'm sad. It's bittersweet to see Tremaine leave, but uh, moving on here, you talk about Poyer. The Bills had no choice but to figure out a way to keep Poyer because of the abysmal uh, play from the safety room whenever Micah Hyde went out and then he went out. All those losses were because our safeties were banged up last year. Um, These guys are getting a little bit older. We need to see uh, more, I don't know, just more out of the other players on this defense to, I wouldn't say protect our safeties per se, but um, not really rely on the safeties to really have to smack someone down. I just don't really believe they're built that way um, in regards to knocking down a tight end pretty good, you know, smacking a running back pretty good. I think they're good at, you know, containing them, holding them down bringing them down don't get me wrong but their their game is not you know the hit stick game if we're going to call it that we know that about Poyer and we know that about Micah Hyde um they're big guys you know to, to in respect to their position don't get me wrong but um you know on average they 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 really don't have that type of an effect in the game Poyer is an excellent communicator an excellent uh player when that ball flies in the air. He can just read what's going on. He can communicate it quick. You saw what happened when Mike Hyde was gone, what Poyer brought to the table. He is that dude. And let's move on to Allen here. We can talk about Allen for hours, right? Um, and, you know, at the center point of an MVP chase, he probably is the guy that... Every team, whenever they're game planning for Buffalo, is absolutely a ter- terrified of. <laughs> Defensive backs do not want to be stiff-armed by him. His whole hand fits around their whole head. Um, linebackers, he does not care. He will take the collision. Um, safeties, he will hurdle over you. Linebackers who are 6'5", he'll hurdle over you. It's, it's just crazy. And now he's starting to really work on that touch on the ball. So, it, the thing that you really think about that what's holding him back would definitely be the pressure on his shoulders when it becomes too much how to delegate that pressure you see i'm that's the one thing i'm thinking going into this year there needs to be a conversation about hopefully with the coaching staff and him that pressure is not going to stop right if i'm the coaching staff i'm telling josh the, the pressure's not going to stop the 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 demand is not going to stop. The, the, the attention to detail is not going to stop. The question is going to be, Josh, like, how are you going to make these new guys that we're getting out of free agency or we're drafting, how are you going to make them better? How are you going to help them fit? Because that's what great quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterbacks have done. You can get the numbers, all that crap, whatever. But longevity and Hall of Fame a Hall of Fame career comes straight out of being able to make the team around you better. Not to say he hasn't done that. Don't get me wrong. But this is a huge test this year in a division that is bringing it. They are not going to hold back. They're going to give it all they got to the Bills. Um, I think the Jets right now, I, 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 they're just, they are there. And they are not going away. They, their defense is extremely stout. Um their offense is basically the Green Bay Packers now. So, and they're getting Brees Hall back off of injury. So I, I just, 
I don't know what else to say, but they are going to be ready to rock and roll. And if the Bills are not ready to fight back, and, and <laughs> it's going to start and end with Josh, right? We may be seeing a lot of change on this team. It sucks because that's what stems the quarterback. So you see, that's really heavy talk about Allen. Now let's talk about Dix. So the, here, here's the thing. Allen has the superstar persona on the outside of the field and on the and on the field. Diggs is literally becoming an NFL fashion icon. I mean, he is literally just living in Paris, and I love it. I mean, I I follow him on Instagram, and a lot of you do. He's dancing with, uh, you know, Jewish guys. It's it's so funny. It's so it's so awesome to watch. Like his dynamic um, taste in fashion, and his eclectic, you know, taste. Everything that he does, you know, it's it's him. He is him, right? And the the way he plays on the field, it's with so much grit that stems straight from, you know, uh, Maryland, and and you know, coming out of that college and, and you see not not even from that I mean we can go deep into history on Diggs right with his family and how so much has been demanded out of him him losing his father and all these things like God, I mean a lot of people are so hard on anyone that's in the spotlight but to see what Diggs has done on and off the field you see what he's done and I'm not I'm not I'm sorry I didn't talk about this about Milano or about Poyer or too much about Allen. We know what they do off the field, don't get me wrong. But, you know, what I'm trying to paint the picture on Stephon Diggs is you already see how great he is on the field. And let's talk about how great he is off the field as well. You know, there was a young man, um, you know, young boy at one of the games, and he lost his father, and there was just a direct connect. And, and you know, Diggs brought him on the field, threw the ball around with him, and just, you know, created a memory of a lifetime. Um don't don't get it twisted. That same dog that is vicious on the field and ready to win and take it all can flip the switch the other way and be the most humble, loving, and awesome person. You know, and I I just I look at Josh Allen's career and I look at Diggs and I say to myself, I, I just don't think it would have been the same with anyone else. Like the style of play, Devonte Adams, the style of play of DeAndre Hopkins, the style of play of of like a Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin. We can go on and on. You know, all these other players. I mean, what what kind of a career Josh would have had if he would have played one year with Antonio Brown and then it would have went sour? Like his career would have been shot. You know, like the way. Diggs came in, came into the this team, and and you know, against all odds, against all the headlines, you name it. He wants to win, and his numbers speak for themselves. He gets triple covered, probably every game, all the time. They bracket coverage him, and it's always, it's always a struggle to try to figure out a way to consistently give him the ball. Um. You know, in big moments, you know where the ball's going. But some way, somehow, he gets open, he gets the ball. That's why he's one of the greatest receivers in the NFL right now. So, when you really think about this team, um, 
at all levels. I haven't even begun to talk about the defensive line, obviously. Vaughn Miller at Oliver running that. Um, I would say, but these players that I just mentioned are the makeup of the team. You know, who is the real MVP? I'll let you answer that on your own. I just wanted to pose the question. I wanted, I wanted to kind of break this down um, because they're so integral, integral on of what this team is is trying to become. And I found an interesting post. I know, I know, several of you've seen this. Um, basically, it's it's about who has the most receiving touchdowns. Uh, you know, going back to the wide receiver room, and come to find out. You got Gabe Davis at number 10, Tyler Lockett at number 9, Adam Thielen at number 8, A.J. Brown at number 7, Diggs at number 6, Cooper Cup number 5, D.K. Metcalf number 3, excuse me, number 4, what am I saying? Uh, Tyree Kill at number 3, Mike Evans at number 2, Devontae Adams uh, at number 1. So technically, if you look at this, you know, stat pool here, you got two bills there, which is awesome. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Geno Smith slash Russell Wilson are the most touchdown efficient quarterbacks since 2020. So statistically, who is the MVP of this team? It's, it's Josh Allen. That had my own personal pick. I'm going to say Milano. That's just me. I don't, I don't want to get too much into that. But I wanted to get into, you know, how the Bills are perceived, you know, and how they're built and what I'm interested in seeing out of this team. You know, it's... It's it's a it's a great conversation to have, you know. Who is the Bills' real MVP? You know, if we were to ever have an award for that, everyone's always going to have their pick. I mean, there are guys who will literally pick Mitch Morse or, uh, you know, uh, Tre'Davious White. They're, they're, everyone's a fan of someone for the niche that they do for the team. Whatever. That's the great thing about being a fan. You can dissect things, but, um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at this season and I'm looking at what's expected of the Bills, and you you just feel like they're on the cusp of absolutely dominating um, on so many levels. It's just trying to put all the pieces together is just not as easy as we thought, you know. Um, even having an MVP is not the end-all, be-all. Aaron Rodgers was an MVP back-to-back. I mean, he was he was fantastic in Green Bay, and he even thinks Green Bay wasn't enough. I mean, I couldn't win a chip there, so I'm going to go to New York and, um, you know, embrace a year or two there and see if maybe I can sneak a, sneak a dubski there just because their team is basically built, ready to go, um, and I can just bring a couple of players. Like, you look at these players, Tom Brady's out, obviously. Russell Wilson has an interesting situation over in Denver. Um, Geno Smith, is it just... It's just unbelievable to think about Geno Smith. You think about how long ago it was when the Bills drafted E.J. Manuel. But then you look at Patrick Mahomes is in that conversation. And right smack dead in the middle is Josh Allen. You just can't deny that at number 6 you have Diggs. At number 10 you have Davis. And yet we are dogging Davis on being such a, I don't know, mediocre wide receiver. And... I don't I don't even know what mediocre is anymore. You know what I mean because I get it. You, the three-headed monster over in Cincinnati. They're not the crazy thing is they're not even on this list. This was since 2020. I should have said that at the beginning. I apologize. So since 2020, 
the regular season and the playoffs, all of these wide receivers are at the top of this list. I would say Diggs is top five, you know, basically tied. He's tied up at 31 with Cooper Cup. But when you really think about, um, you know, elevating the team around you and, you know, becoming the animal that Josh is, I, it, it also goes to show you in, in the same token, right? It's development is happening. Value is there with Gabe Davis. It's just a matter of what the perspective is going to be, you know, going into camp. Um, and and what what the Bills are going to prioritize. I believe that they are definitely going to prioritize to feed Gabe a little bit more. Um, And try to build this offense into what they envisioned initially with who they had in this roster last year. But I'm excited, guys. Um, Just a couple of of things that I wanted to talk about this week. I am going to be absent next week. I'm going to be with my family, having a great time. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. You can hear me every single Saturday, just not next Saturday. I'm taking it off. Um, Yeah, all the military first responders, thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. You guys stay strong out there. Go Bills. Go Bills.